Juicy Booty gets arrested. Ardern exposes her naked face to hundreds of students. Yes, your TVs are spying on you. And you will drink the urine and be happy. Sometimes the news day is absolutely packed. Other days it's not. It's the, I believe, quote from attributed to Lenin. That's Vladimir, not John. Where he said, Sometime, sometimes decades go by where nothing happens. Whereas other times, days go by where decades happen, or weeks go by where decades... It's something along those lines. You get the point. Sometimes a lot happens in a short period of time. That's all I'm trying to say. And today, well, it's quite a packed news day. So that's fun. We're going to go into all of that. But first, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy, conversation. Please remember to... Subscribe, like, comment, share, all of that good stuff. Okay. Well, I don't even really know where to begin today. I guess I will start with Juicy Booty. Good old Juicy Booty. So I don't exactly know when this video was taken, but it has popped up today on social media. And it is a video of AOC being escorted away from the Supreme Court. I guess it is for the Roe v. Wade protests. I am just assuming there. But she is being led away by a policeman. A fairly handsome policeman. Uh, Two of them are being led away. And she is holding her hands behind her back. Almost looking like she's being arrested. And then she raises a fist. So she clearly doesn't have handcuffs on at the very least it's an interesting video and you do wonder is she looking for a photo opportunity there a nice little angle because an image speaks a thousand words and the raising of the fist is just absolutely hysterical and then she puts her hands back behind her back almost as if they are cuffed uh, as she walks away with a a little smirk on her face at the same time very bizarre it's this kind of the whole victim thing the perpetual victim and the playing of a hero it's just a very strange video very strange anyway moving on if you haven't seen this one this photo i have posted it to instagram arriving somewhere with matt j nice little plug again go there follow with this massive push for getting your masks back on because some people have become a little bit too relaxed about that we need to push 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 mask 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 interesting that that's also happening in certain areas overseas where our our prime minister also visited places like california recently and california seems to be pushing the same type of thing uh a video came uh sorry a photo came out today of and this is the headline in the new zealand herald prime minister jacinda ardern photographed maskless with 100 plus crowd now this is at the beehive which is New Zealand's government building because it kind of looks like a beehive that's its nickname and she is photographed with a hundred plus people the the guesstimating um and it's for something to do with the youth parliament and people are just they're very disappointed it says the photo of Ardern and a scattering of sitting MPs posing with 120 youth parliamentarians 
was posted to the PM's social media profiles. A spokesperson for the Prime Minister said Ardern and others in the photo had been wearing their masks, but briefly removed them at the request of the photographer. But you're the Prime Minister. If a photographer tells you to remove your mask, he doesn't have authority to tell you that. Now, people are very, very disappointed. And Michael Baker, the epidemiologist who... (laughs) I'll play this video. I posted it yesterday, but I'll play it here. Uh, Michael Baker, the epidemiologist who said masks, there's no point to them, and then changed his mind doing the old Fauci flip. He, he's very, very disappointed. Michael Baker, epidemiologist, said while he couldn't comment on if mask use was kept during other parts of the day, it was disappointing to see leaders not leading by example. He says there is an added responsibility for our leaders, leaders to wear masks when being photographed or in public settings to lead by example. This was a missed opportunity to normalise mask use, Baker said. Purely admitting that that is what they are pushing, just to normalise it. To make people, condition them to use it all the time. And let's face it, most people here have already been conditioned to use it. They do it without even thinking. And you see it, you see their mask hanging on their rearview mirror in the cars as they drive around. They just hang them up and when they go in they take them off and put them on when they go into a store. Now, the Speaker of the House in in government, in Parliament, he, at the same time as the Youth Parliament event was on, he (laughs) unintentionally sent an email on that same afternoon, and he reminded those working at Parliament to wear masks, and added, it applies to everyone. Quote, it has come to my attention that some people are not wearing their masks when moving around the public areas on precinct and are ignoring security when approached about this, he wrote. Mallard said, Speaker of the House, a couple of members slash staff had a medical exemption. Everyone in these buildings should be wearing their masks when moving about. For the safety of all on the precinct, I remind you of this rule. It applies to everyone. I have asked the CE of Parliamentary Services to advise me if anyone is not cooperative. Ooh. How tyrannical is that? If no one is wearing their mask, if they're not being cooperative, you tell me. You send them to the principal's office and I'll, I'll deal with them. A few harsh words. That'll send them, I'll, I'll set them straight. So it is amusing to me that they are pushing and pushing and pushing this message mask 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 test 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 jab 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 but they can't even get their visuals correct or why would well, i mean why would you do that the photographer says take off your mask and you're pushing mask use as the prime minister you're going to be taking a photo publicly like that knowing it's coming out to the public are we all just supposed to play dumb pretend we're stupid i mean i know the ardern lovers will just be cover, covering for her and saying it's just one photo it's just it's okay it's Ardern. She can do what she wants. She is amazing. But, you know, this has been pushed. And the whole messaging is, do you want to protect Grandma? Do you want to protect Granny? Put your mask on then. Which is just insane because there is no evidence to suggest that that's worked. Um, anyway, Michael Baker, the epidemiologist who was disappointed in the leader not leading, by example, this is what came out through a News, News Talk ZB interview. This is Michael Baker that they're interviewing, and it cuts back from him a year ago to a, around today. It was about a year gap 
between the two, what he's saying. You just listen to the hypocrisy. You again, are masks effective in stopping the transmission or at least mitigating the transmission of COVID-19 or the new variants? Yes. Uh, talking about the masks on in February 2020, this is what he said. And most over-the-counter options won't prevent people catching the virus. They're not very effective. Are masks effective? Yes. They're not very effective. After all, um, the virus can be um, also infect you via your eyes. Um, it basically likes to land on a mucous membrane and then uh, from your eyes it could go down into your nose anyway. So um, I think people should not bother with face masks. Did you ever say masks don't work? No. No. Never. No. I think people should not bother with face masks. And then it cuts to him in his own mask. So it's the old Fauci flip. And we're seeing this all around the world again in lockstep with whatever the who wants. Speaking of masks and the reason for them, supposedly, and, well, the Voldemort virus, this article was appeared today is the Voldemort virus living in your freezer. This is from The Hill, although I believe it's been posted in various outlets. Uh, as the Voldemort virus subvariants continue sweeping across the US, new research, new research suggests your body not, might not be the only place hosting the Voldemort virus. Yikes. Re- researchers, researchers studied two animal uh, uh, Voldemort viruses' ability to survive on various meats, including salmon, pork, chicken and beef, during both refrigeration and freezing for one month. Scientists say the viruses which were used as surrogates in place of the Voldemort virus, as they are all similar, had greater survival on beef and pork. Chicken and salmon, they write, had greater reductions. And they go on to say, even though it's respiratory, it can also survive on non-frozen foods, like produce, and possibly infect someone. Isn't it a nice little propaganda push for no meat? Again, we'll just push the no meat thing. Could it survive on soy? No, nothing can survive on soy. Let's make that clear. At least not optimally. So I will, anyone wants to give me their meat because they're scared of the Voldemort virus lurking, living, growing on their or in their meat, happy to take it off your hands. Now in the same vein of the whole meat thing, uh, as we know they're trying to, they're pushing the bugs, they want us to eat the bugs, you will eat the bugs, and we saw, you might remember the Nicole Kidman ad of her eating the bugs, or the Kardashian ad where she is promoting those fake meat burger thingies and if you look at the ad she pretends she like takes a bite but she doesn't actually take a bite so the ad she holds it up to her mouth and the ad comes back and there's no bite mark out of the burger or out of the fake meat meat you would think that they would have noticed that in the editing process it seems a little lazy Uh, in that same vein uh, today this seems to be making a bit of a comeback climate change targets achievable by keeping global emissions to the Voldemort virus levels or the pandemic levels scientists say now this came out this month and essentially what this article is calling for is uh, it says key points relative CO2 emissions dropped more between 2019 and 2020 than at any other time in recorded modern history climate scientists say Driving down emissions by a similar percentage each year by transforming to a clean energy economy 
could keep warming to around one and a half degrees Celsius. The climate emergency needs to be handled with the same urgency as the pandemic. They warn. Now we'll remember those articles pushing for things like climate lockdowns. We may need climate lockdowns. And this massive push for green energy despite no replacement for fossil fuels. We still need fossil fuels whether you like it or not, we do. And as George Gammon from the Rebel Capitalist show pointed out that if you have a decline in energy production and taking away these fossil fuels because the green energy is not there you're going to have nuclear or not you need it but your standard of living is going to crash now if you think it's bad in our modern or western countries think of countries where they're poorer or not as developed or they're emerging markets as you might call them what's going to happen to those places are you going to tell them that they can't have oil are you going to take that away from them how are they going to, how are they going to get around they're not getting on electric vehicles and things like that. And you, you remember a few weeks ago I pointed out that article where they ran an experiment. I believe it was Greenpeace, but I can't remember exactly. It might have been a, a group similar to that where they ran that experiment in India and it failed spectacularly. Within a few hours, the batteries were drained and there were basically... There's just not enough electricity for people. And that whole experiment was a complete and utter disaster and resulted in protests. But there you go, the, the push for climate style lockdowns just subtly just the hinting of it and in fact if you go to the world economic forum from october uh, 2020 it said what has the voldemort virus taught us about flattening the climate curve there's a whole article on flattening the climate curve and voldemort virus has taught us this is in the in their article how to flatten curves really it didn't seem to work though he didn't flatten anything it says, it's taught us how to flatten curves. Now we must apply those lessons to the climate crisis. We need to prioritise prevention over recovery. Doing so will bring enormous economic and social benefits. You have no idea that that's the case. No idea. Uh, we have the technologies and resources we need to meet this challenge. Now it's a matter of allocation and humanity's collective will. Again, the collective term. And no, this is just people like Klaus, the World Economic Forum, the Gates Foundation, those types of things, the United Nations, World Health Organization, all of that, all of those groups. It's just another push for centralization of power. And if we get together as a collective, we need to panic over the climate. Collectively, together, now, we need to sacrifice. But our elites, our, our better-thans... They need to fly around in their private jets and drive around and because they're the important people and they know how to fix these problems. You see how this is going to work? You will eat the bugs. They will eat Wagyu beef. They will fly around in their private jets. They'll get to travel. They'll have a great time. It'll be all fun and games while we can fight and argue over who gets the last caterpillar. And speaking of eating bugs, the title of this episode is You Will Drink the Urine and Be Happy Because... Because again, this whole push for the for the green thing, we've got to save the planet. We're, we are, we're, we're killing it. We need to sacrifice. Um, could beer, this is from The Independent, could beer made from urine help water shortages? So you will eat the bugs and drink your own piss. Quite literally. Just amazing. Beer uses a lot of water. In fact, the drink is more than 90% H2O. It says, so in a world facing an increasing threat of water shortages due to the climate crisis, 
Singapore has decided to try something different to tackle the issue, and it's all to do with sewage. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I'm sorry, water shortages? On a planet filled with water. And, what, well, we can't, is it desalinate? However you say that word. We don't have any of those technologies available. There's no such thing as cloud seeding or anything like that. No, 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 there's always water shortages. Anyway, it continues. Singapore's water agency is rolling out a craft beer that is mostly made from wastewater. It's treated to become ultra-clean water before it is used to create the tropical blonde ale. <laughs> Why don't it just call it what it is? Piss, piss water. It's piss water. So instead of using valuable water supplies, the 95% water part of the beer is all recycled. Mm-mm-mm. Singapore already treats sewage to create uh, new water or any water which then gets pumped back into the system and is mainly used for industrial and air conditioning purposes. Now, its National Water Board says it does this to cushion water supply against dry weather. During dry, peri- during dry periods, the recycled sewage gets added to reservoirs, re- reservoirs before the water there is treated and used as tap water. So it's already going through their taps anyway. To be fair, this water is probably far cleaner than what is happening in uh, other countries but the marketing is certainly uh, in your face way to basically say hey we're just going to recycle your own urine and and sell it sell it to your back in in a bottle (laughs) i'd suggest just peeing in a glass put it in your fridge maybe get some uh, one of those carbonators sparkle it up yourself and have at it bit of ice probably better to alternate with mates you know save some money save the planet and don't worry, because there's going to be a bunch of greenies out there that will completely and utterly justify this as a good thing. They will quite happily eat the soy, eat the bugs, drink the urine, live in the pods, own nothing, subscribe to everything, just give us some CBDC money. There's people that believe that this will be a fantastic thing and take away individual rights. We don't need it. Lockdown every year for the climate. That's a good thing too. It's just amazing stuff What what's being pushed. Anyway, and lastly for today, this made me laugh because are people just cluing into this now or is it just again something to scare people? Seems a bit of a, maybe they're just out of content for the day so they needed to throw this one up. Uh, Are our TV sets spying on us? It's pretty, quote, it's pretty scary, you should be worried. Yeah, uh, when these came out with cameras on them and microphones, did no one think to ask, oh, should should we have cameras on them? that are never covered, that are just constantly watching and listening. Data is the new gold. Why don't you, you don't think that the TVs were spying on you. Apparently people didn't realise the TVs were spying on them. It's not like anyone reads the terms of service. I won't go into the article, it's self-explanatory. But you need to be reading, if you get some of these smart devices. I mean, I don't want a smart device. I try and avoid them as much as possible. Smartphone, yeah, I have one. Um, I still have a reasonably old computer that I try and just update the hardware. I've got an older style flat screen TV because I don't want any of this new smarts. I don't want things connected to Wi-Fi at all. Not everything anyway. And the fact is, is it's it's happening. You're going to have your toasters and your fridges and all of that connected to Wi-Fi. It's the internet of things. And then... What happens in the future? Is this out of the realm of possibility? You go to the fridge and it's locked because you've eaten too much for today because your calories have been measured already by maybe weighted pads at your front door or, or in the bathroom. 
you think that's not possible? <laughs> you think that you go to the bathroom and it measures your alcohol content. Sorry, you've had enough beer for the t- today. The fridge is now locked. Or we noticed what you purchased and that's your limit for the week. And the fridge is locked or the cupboards are locked or you can't access the vehicle to get to the supermarket. This, it is totalitarianism. It is brave new world stuff. Now, is that a certainty? No. Is it a possibility? Absolutely. Are we heading down that track? We seem to be. Now, this TV article is on a site in New Zealand called The Spin-Off, and I will end it here because it's just, this. The Spin-Off is, you know, I always go on about stuff, slash the Dominion Post, but stuff being a leftist rag, in my opinion, a leftist rag, it's, it's pushing, loves Ardern generally, and is probably socialist favouring, let's say that. Well, if you, if you think that's bad, go to thespinoff.co.nz. Go to that website and you tell me what you think of that website. And now this website is funded by some big New Zealand businesses too. They sponsor it. Um, for example, Kiwi Bank, University of Otago, Panasonic, uh, Zed, which is Shell, um, Public Interest Journalism. There you go, they're getting government funding. But go to this website, absolutely crazy. And that's where I saw the our TV set spying on us. Anyway... On the top, they have a thing on their top banner called uh, Bleed Week. And that is exactly what it, what it sounds like. Bleed Week. They're doing a whole week on periods. Now, not women specifically, because anyone now, you know, it's just bleeding people or birthing people, whatever you want to call them. And they have oh, tons of articles just on periods. Do you want me to read some headlines for you? <laughs> if I have to read them, you do too. Everything you ever wanted to know about periods the moon is a period tracker bloody hell outstanding period horror stories from across Aotearoa Susie Wiles oh pink haired Susie's back what the Voldemort virus and vaccines do to our periods of course they don't blame the actual jab they say oh it always happens with always happens with vaccines (laughs) in that article I had a brief scroll of it Uh, other because this is the period week as I said bleed week with some graphic imagery uh other article headlines why i threw myself a period party and the little description is i decorate with glittery period products and we'd guzzle bloody marys while the kids whacked a tampon pinata filled with red candy oh lordy 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 now they also have an article about how a pacifica media company came to be a leader in the menstrual leave movement i assume women get more time off for that time of the month and on and on and on it goes decolonize your body decolonize your body so there you go 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 check out the spin-off if you can stomach it <laughs> but i will leave it there for today busy news day interesting news day it's always fun when all of this stuff comes up at the same time now tomorrow i hope to talk a little bit more about that article sorry that paper it came up about uh, radio frequencies and the Voldemort virus. It's very long, so hopefully I've got some time to actually look at it. Although my printer is not working, I'd like to print that out and highlight things and read it. Seems to be a lot easier to do. That and also the IMF loans, which I still haven't got to talk about. So hopefully I can go into some of that tomorrow. Other than that, uh, well, enjoy the rest of your day or night, wherever you are. 
and hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Don't forget to, or remember to, I'm trying to keep it positive, remember that, trying to keep the positivity, remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and all of that good stuff, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.